Thank you for joining Cognitively Speaking. This is the podcast dedicated to caregivers caring for persons diagnosed with dementia or a cognitive impairment. My name is Lily Williams. I am the founder of Aging in Place Care Alliance. I am also a true caregiver that has provided care for persons with dementia for over 22 years. I will also be your host for this evening's podcast episode. Let's go for a journey. Thank you for joining us on this evening's podcast. I received numerous messages last week, but one of the messages really stood out to me and it came in the form of a poem. And I'd like to start this evening's podcast with the poem. The poem is entitled, I owe you. I will need a little strength if you can part, not that of your arm, but from your heart. I need to keep pushing like you do. And I will need a smile from you at the same time too. I may need to stand when you ask me to sit. I may need to pause or I may need to quit. If you have any, you can loan. I will pay you back when I receive my own and my dementia is gone. I owe you. So that poem was sent in by a messenger. And I just thought it was only fitting to start the podcast, like I said, with that poem. Because of tonight's topic. Dementia. Will there ever be a cure? I've been hearing a lot about these get-rich schemes of people promising herbal remedies to take that will help recover memory loss or treat dementia or cure dementia. And unfortunately, there is no cure for any types of the dementias. There are treatments for some of the dementias, but there is no cure for dementia. And so I'm on the web and I see all of these different people and I've seen everything from hypnosis guarantees of curing dementia to different ways or techniques that you can trick the brain into recovering all memory um, formulas that you can use and there is absolutely no cure for dementia. I've talked to different neurologists. I've talked to different gerontologists. Gerontologists study the brain and aging. Uh, neurologists and gerontologists are the only two that are able to test and detect and rule out dementia in any person. So if someone else is trying to sell you a scheme or promising that they can cure dementia, recover uh, memory, just know that that is not the case. If that was the case, dementia would not be on the rise. It would not be impacting people of younger ages. It's reoccurring at higher rates. It's affecting women more so than it is in men. Um, 
but there is absolutely no cure. So if anyone's trying to say they have a way of curing dementia, please know that that's, that's not the case. So this week's discussion will be dementia. Will there ever be a cure? Now, I did discuss the get-rich-quick schemes and different approaches that people are using nowadays to try to sell a cure for dementia. There's also been additional studies. There's no cure for dementia. And unfortunately, a lot of the, the research can only be done once a person passes away or once they're dead, they use their brain for research. So that is the the negative downfall part of the disease, dementias. They can only use the brain once the person is deceased to try to create a cure or develop a cure. There has been people that have talked about doing... And it sounds like something from a movie, like head transplants, taking a a normal, healthy brain and head and transplanting it onto another body. So I'm not, there was one doctor I do remember, and it's been many, many years. There was a doctor in Cleveland. He worked in a lab in Cleveland Metropolitan Hospital, I believe, um, you may be able to find some of this information on the web, but he he was one of the ones that wanted to do like a body transplant. Now, I'm not sure if his research was based on curing a brain disease or if, if it was just curing a, a body disease. I'm not quite sure. But he did a, um, he wanted to do a body transplant on, on a healthy human head taken from a deceased body and wanted it to put it on, you know, I, I don't know, sounds like movie stuff to me. Um, but I don't know how far he got in his research in the, in the lab, but I think he was able to pull it off by doing it on an actual monkey on monkeys. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on it, but people have gone that far in, in trying to develop cures and find something to help us with the dementia. And like I said, the only way that they're able to get as far in advance as they have is by studying the human brain once a person with dementia has already passed away and their brain is donated to research to try to come up with a cure for dementia. One story that I'd like to share for tonight's podcast, it it's actually a very recent case that I had and I was taking care of. So I have to be very careful with the wording or what I say and how I say it, because the, if they're listening, they may be able to put two and two together or someone may know of this person. So when I tell my stories, I don't change anything. I'm, I'm telling you exactly what happened, but I'm very particular on how I tell it so that people cannot put two and two together and and assume they know who exactly who I'm talking about because this person is fairly young 
only five years older than myself and has early onset dementia. I ended up caring for him um, only a, a few hours out of the day so that his wife can make errands and go to the gym. And like I said, they're still fairly young. She still has a life. And so that way she can have some time to herself. Uh, his dementia is very, he's very repetitive. So if he does something, he forgets he's done it and he does it multiple and multiple, multiple times. It's, it's little things like taking off or on a jacket, a hat, or washing his hands, going to the restroom, and he absolutely stands there for 20 minutes if I don't intervene. And he'll stand there for 20 minutes because he totally forgot what he came into that room for. He'll forget how to unbutton, button clothes, take off clothes, things like that. So he's just repetitiveness with him and reminders with him a lot. He can do the actual tasks, but he steadily forgets and needs me to remind him or he repeats things or repeats actions. So because he's young, I know he has a love for cars. So cars, I don't really, I have a love-hate relationship for cars. I uh, also ventured into selling cars or trying to sell cars as an auto dealer. A long story caused me to have lots of gray hair and also I think has contributed to my little bit of dementia. It's a hard industry. It's a hard thing to do. So for a female, it is. It's They make it a, a little more complicated than I think it needs to be, but that's another podcast. This story... Uh, so this patient, he he loves cars. So I went out and got him a bunch of collectible car uh, books and we would sit and we'll have coffee and he loves cinnamon rolls. And I'm trying to watch my weight so I can't eat the cinnamon rolls, but I'll make sure he has cinnamon rolls and coffee and we would talk and we would look over those books at all those classic muscle cars. And, and he had, I think every... Every older Chevy that was made in like the, I think in the 70s, like the early 70s. So he he also collected classic cars. And it was interesting. We clicked because we both worked for, uh, I can't say the company. It's a large grocery uh, manufacturer. So we both worked for that company. And so we had a little bit in common. We knew a lot about the organization. So we we would chat about that and look at the cars and talk about his cars. But he was very, his intellect, he's very intelligent. So he loved to read. So I started bringing him, he would have questions. He would go, when when he would stand in, in, in the restroom and forget what he came in there to do, I would just say, hey, we're here to do what we always do. You know, you got to make the first move. I can help you with some of the things, but you got to complete it. So, and he will always laugh. And and his wife, she's, she says, oh my gosh, he just loves you when he's at home. All he does is talk about you. And like I said, I really clicked with him. We really hit it off right away. He sees me, gives me the biggest hug and the biggest smile. And he's like seven feet tall. So I call him daddy long legs. 
it's it's a fun you gotta be amongst us we joke and we play with each other like we've known each other forever and we're like two little kids when we get together but when we sit down and talk about cars and coffee and and the company we once were both worked for he he's an absolute delight so he started to talk about his disease, his dementia. So he, he'll he be in halfway in a conversation about something else and he'll say, you know, I have that dementia disease, don't you? And I'll say, I'll say his name and I say, or daddy long legs. I say, I know, I know what you have. Um, and I just one day said, do you want me to bring you some pamphlets or some information about the disease about what you're dealing with or what you're up against about dementia. And he was like, yes, I would love that so that I could try to see if there's a cure for me. And I, I will never break anybody's heart. I will never break anybody's heart. I didn't, I could come to, I couldn't stomach telling him there's no cure for what you have. Uh, I just couldn't stomach that. And, but what I did do is every time when I would have him while his wife was out running her errands, I would make sure I asked her first, is, is it, is this okay? Is this something that I can give him so they could take you home? He loves to sit and read about the disease. And she said, sure, that's fine. It'll help me as well. So caregivers need that support too. And I just would, every once a week, every time I saw Daddy Long Legs, he would come in and I would have some fresh pamphlets or anything I could get. AARP is doing some stuff now with dementia. So they're they're covering it and talking about it a little bit. So I make sure I get any information that I think would be useful and beneficial to him. And I will make sure he gets it. He puts it in his backpack and he goes home and he reads it and then he come he would come back and tell me what he read, which was I found just very strange with dementia. I found that very odd. There were certain things that really stuck in his brain about the disease, and he could come back the next week and discuss it and share that information with me. So that's when I say. Uh, Certain things are impaired when it comes to dementia, but dementia does not impair all parts of the brain. There may be times where later down the road, once the disease progresses, that it will, but they are able to accept and retain and, and, and think about certain things and recall it, which is amazing. It's amazing with this patient. I love him to death. Uh, and I just, I, I, my heart felt bad, feels bad for him. Like I said, he's very young, very young, five years older than myself. I'll put my age out there. I'm 45. He's 50. Uh, lovely wife, lovely family has two dogs that he loves. So that's probably telling too much. Um, but yeah, so the disease is, there's no cure. And I'm pretty sure there's going to be explorations into the brain and its many mysteries. I'm sure it's going to just continue and continue just as I am sure that additional discoveries and insights about dementia will also be researched um, 
for the caregivers that were listening tonight, and if you listen to the poem, uh, please know that there is no cure. But the IOU poem that I shared, it's, it's strictly for you, for the caregivers. It's for the wife of the young man of Daddy Longlegs that cares for him every day. That poem is for you. I owe you. I owe you strength. I owe you for everything that you're giving to me. And even though we don't want to hurt their feelings by telling them there's no cure for dementia, letting, if they're thinking that there's a cure and they'll get strength and they'll be able to pay you back for all the love, blood, sweat, and tears that you poured into caring for them, if they're thinking that they'll be able to one day pay you back, let them have that little bit of glory. Let them have that little bit of mustard seed or that little bit of hope. Let them have that. Let them hold on to that. You'll be rewarded in a different format for being the caregiver that you are. And that's going to be the end of my story. But again, research that doctor that did the head plant head transplant and wants to do a human head transplant on a human body. I don't think that doctor, I'm going to put everybody up on a little bit of game, a little bit of secret that until our bodies are able to regrow uh, vertebrae, there's no way that a human transplant, a head transplant onto a new body is going to actually happen. <laughs> That's going to be it. That's my personal feelings. I am so sorry, but we know if you know your body and you know how the body's designed, there's no regrowing vertebrae. So how is, how is, how does, how did he think he was going to be able to pull that off? If someone researches that doctor, um, message me and let me know the outcome of that research. Have a wonderful evening, everyone.